Hello and welcome to another episode of the Never A Straight Answer podcast. The podcast aims to cover a wide range of topics from conspiracy theories to popular culture and news. I'm your host Gaz and joining me in the studio, well it's said he's the most feared guard in the business with 120 collars, all convicted, man's even got two kills, is my co-host Mr. Taylor. Yeah, good, good, good. How you doing, Welcome back. Welcome, welcome. One and all. For another sunny day. Oh, yeah. Another nice episode of the show. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Ah, thank you very much. Yeah, uh, thank good. you for uh, another another twisting of melons. Oh, Another yeah, yeah. mind-altering uh, psychotropic episode so welcome whether you're a new visitor or a repeat offender oh repeat welcome to another episode uh, we got a great episode coming up tonight um on tonight's show we talk to a man yeah he's a very nice man uh, mr darcy Weir. he's a brilliant filmmaker and the creator of the secret space series uh, darcy will be joining us to talk about ufo disclosure as well as his new documentary secret space ufo fast walkers that's coming up in the show very very shortly so well worth sticking around for. Yeah, Plus, oh. this week's uh, World Wacky Events in the News, as well as NASA space UFO stories. Oh, yeah. All coming up. Indeed, yeah. Excellent stuff. Um, yeah, so uh, what, what's your week look like, Mr. Taylor? The sun has been shining. It, it has been a beautiful has. week. It um, really has. Lovely weather for picnics, parks, barbecues. Done any of that? Uh, nope. <laughs> I've done oh, rubbish. a bit of washing and I've been working at night. So Do you know what? This is this is the thing. I mean, like I, bit, I watched yeah. a video recently about um, like you know things that Americans do that we don't do and they we oh, do yeah. that they don't do. Hmm. One of these comparison videos. And um, doing the washing, hanging the washing outside isn't yeah. isn't something most Americans do. Am I wrong in that? Oh, I, I like it. I like yeah. the outdoor smell of your clothes. Beginning you know, when of Rambo, they, they had the washing out. There you go. <laughs> well, he, first blood. Well, he'd drawn a lot of blood. I mean, yeah. he had a lot of washing to do, well, Mr. Mr. John true. Rambo. Do you know that what I mean? There was, there was a lot of uh, stains. Yeah. How do you get your rotten come? stains out, Mr. Ram- John Rambo? Well, I used new biological biz. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah biz, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, so, well, you've just been but, doing your washing, have you? Washing your socks. Yeah, well, you know, you got to give yourself a bit of a clean every now and again. Yeah, um, spruce yourself up yeah. for the ladies. Uh, but then just working, really, and, and looking at some um, more UFO um, files. Uh, there's quite a bit um, that I'm looking in at the minute in, Ru- in Russia. Well, I think tonight's episode will definitely spark off your imagination if oh, you're yeah. interested in UFO disclosure and stuff like that. Because uh, Darcy, um, who will be joining us on the show pretty shortly, he's... Um, very knowledgeable. Yeah, he's a really interesting yeah. guest. Um, one of one of the most, um, you know, interesting and kind of knowledgeable uh, guys on the yeah, topic. Yeah, he knows his stuff. That, um, we've had on to be honest. So yeah, um, we'll be talking to Darcy a bit later on. Um, yeah. I went to the park a couple of times. It's been nice. Oh, right. Um, yeah. but been busy this week. It's been a very busy week. Um, loads of admin stuff, work, uh, working, recording. Yeah. And um, we've had uh, some guests this week. We we've had to got a lot of guests coming up yeah we have oh yeah oh yeah um busy, we'll busy, be actually busy. there's a new 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 thing we're starting now is um we're going to be sending out a newsletter we will um in the foreseeable future and um, yeah, which basically soon. will give you the heads up on guests yes it's going on yeah and development what the future's coming um which is yeah if you, you can sign up to that by yeah. just going over to the website never a straight answer.co.uk 
Um, and if you create an account there, yep. you'll get the newsletter. So basically, just sign up. That's yep. all you have to do. Don't have to give any information, just your email address. And uh, yeah, you'll you'll get a newsletter. Um, the new one, the first one looks great. And yeah, that'll be getting sent yeah, yeah. out soon. So if you've signed up to the website, you'll, you'll be getting that <laughs> in the email soon. Um, also, yeah, well, I'm not going to go into too much because it's all going to be in the newsletter. Yeah. That's true. Hooray. That is very true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah we've got, some, got some cool stuff coming up over the next couple of weeks anyway, yeah. so we're yeah. definitely worth keeping an eye out. Definitely. Um, like, um, before we move on, have mm. you got anything else that was um, exciting, thrilling that's happened to you? Uh, no, not really. Why have you? Oh, no, no. Well, normally I've got a little question or a little thing for you. Do yeah, you know at this that's point? Right. That's um, right. But do you know what? I haven't. Oh, <laughs> slipping. Not this week. Yeah. But um, yeah. I can say this week's episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Hive Mind Clothing. Oh, yeah. Uh, Hive Mind's a Manchester-based clothing line that has uh, got some excellent designs using yeah. eco-friendly materials. Uh, they good. plant trees and even offer uh, free postage. Oh, uh, we love this company and recommend that you have a look at their um, online store. Yes. So if you're looking for some cool, unique designs, uh, T-shirts... They've got it all there. Head over to Hive Mind Manchester. Uh, there'll be a link in the description. They will. Oh, yeah. Definitely check them out. Well worth yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They've got nice designs, man. Yeah, nice so that's uh, Hive Mind Clothing. Yeah. Manchester to check them out. Like I say, the link will be in the description, so um, if you can want to check those out. Have a little um, look. Do you know what? I do like because you've got some pretty unique stuff there. Um, yeah. And do you know what? Because they're a Manchester clothing line, yeah. they have um, Manchester-themed designs, they have, they have, which is cool. Which is really cool. Man. So, like, um, and some club stuff, like Hacienda and... Um, yeah, you've you got to have some of that awesome. in. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Um, well, yeah. yes. Well, tonight we're joined by a very special guest. He's travelled the world uh, to discover the truth about UFOs. Um, he's a director and filmmaker and the uh, director of the new documentary uh, Secret Space UFO Fast Walkers. Um, it's Darcy Ware. Welcome to the show. Hey, good good to meet you both. It's well, Lee and... And Gaz, nice to meet you. Yeah. Darcy. Gaz, nice to meet you, buddy. Uh, well, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, I know you're very busy at the moment with the release of your new uh, documentary. Um ah. It's it's interesting stuff. Congratulations on it, by the way. Um, yeah, great film. It's it's a very visually good uh, documentary. I do recommend people check it out, and I'm sure you're going to want to by the end of this interview. Um, how did you? What led you to to want to make a documentary about disclosure and uh, U- UFOs and space in general? I mean, it's it's a topic that you know people you know, are very interested in at the moment. That's one thing. But do you think that this information you've got that is, that's going to kind of make, we're going to be like, wow. Make a bit of a difference. Yeah, that's the goal, really. Mm. Um, to make a difference, a positive effect upon the UFO community, right? Uh, there's so many different content creators and storytellers out there that, I appreciate and respect as well that are contributing their side of this overarching story. But um, I've been making this series of documentaries called Secret Space UFOs and then, you know, a different rabbit hole, if you will. All of them dealing with uh, NASA, never a straight answer, guys. And um, they're 
history on the record um, involving UFOs or anomalies that were recorded in space. And um, Fast Walkers was probably the, the natural next step in this series because that terminology really only started showing up in the United States Air Force and NORAD documents in, in like, you know, uh, recent times in modern times so, of space history. What would, so what is exactly is a fast walker? I mean, we, we kind of understand the terminology in terms of like, you know, UAPs, UFOs, um, you know, UVAs. the, the UVAs, these types of things. But I mean, um, a, a fast walker, that's, a, is that kind of code name for, um, like, you know, seeing these type of things in space, um, for a certain yeah. project or it well. I don't know. Is it a project or is it kind of just like a terminology for well, the, it might the be visual? A terminology in one well, kind of area. Well, like Darcy, Darcy's going to tell us. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it really is a UFO that's been picked up by sensors around the planet. Usually the Air Force was reporting on these. Um, and the Air Force has NORAD, which is the North American Airspace Command. They're a uh, joint defense initiative in North America between the United States, Canada, and Mexico. And um, in a united way, they're, they're scanning the skies, and that includes the heavens, that includes space. And uh, they have NORAD's HQ used to be in Cheyenne Mountain, but they've moved since. Uh, I'm sure they still have some stuff there. Um, but essentially... They have sensors, ground-based, and space detection centers that are uh, satellites and such used to monitor Earth and see what's coming and going. Um, most of the time, they're going to be interested in things like missile launches or rocket yeah. launches that are um, – supposedly coming from now you assume there'll be a lot of space debris as well out there that like space junk and kind of um meteorites it's any just kind of random bits does norad kind of just scan the skies for any imposing threats or any sort of anomalies um well as far as i know the nsa they're tracking satellite systems and ground-based sensors that they pull data from have a filter that they they put over that data to filter out the prosaic oh, objects. See. Yeah, so, the, so yeah. they've got a kind of an idea of, of what they're used to seeing, but being able to filter that out obviously leaves um, non-filtered objects, which are anomaly, anomalous, you know, that's the stuff they're interested in, I assume. Exactly. Like, I mean, throughout the years, we've always had computer technology to aid and assist uh, human minds in being that true detector of an anomaly, right? They're probably looking at data and saying, okay, this is nothing, this is nothing, this is something. But, you know, with the advent of artificial intelligence, you don't even really need the human as much anymore. I'm sure those filters would be immediately siphoned for the best and truest quality of anomalies well we were but, talking um, about the um the missile uh, well it's the there's the meteor defense um system they've got in place now haven't they where they can track and kind of attract meteorites to an extent where they can find out whether the um a, a, a potential threat 
I mean, do you think that's the same sort of software they're using? Because it seems like they've been ranting a, a bit about how great this is, this technology recently, um, it, just for that reason, really. But do you think that this... Because in terms of the technology, um, I feel like that the stuff that we... And I think it's mentioned in the documentary where we were picking up kind of these anomalies on technology in the 70s, where... Mm-hmm. And nowadays, it's like we, we, we're leaps and bounds ahead of that. So why are we not totally. getting so much more data in that way? Because that data is not to be released to the public. Ooh. That's why you never get a straight answer. That's true. That yeah. um, It's not, yeah. well, it's it's not for our eyes. It's for, um, for mili- military and need-to-know eyes only. Do yeah. you not think need, with more... Um, more um, independent agencies wanting to go to space and, you know, taking that initiative to um, s- set up, um, you but know, already started, space they? agencies. That yeah, for sure. Japanese sooner or later, this, this sort of disclosure's got to be sort of uh, realized. Yeah, I think what is happening right now, especially with um, NASA doing their UAP media release and discussion on May 31st of, you know, this year, just coming up, they're going to do a live, first they're going to do a private media meeting and discuss what their plans are in terms of their UAP studies and, and what maybe what some of the things that they've found. And then they're doing a public one where uh, people can actually tune in live through streaming and, you know, probably radio and and call, and the audience can interact with NASA and ask and upvote questions about UAP-related subject and what they're doing. So it's a pretty interesting time we live in because, theoretically, UAPs were never something that was of of interest to NASA for the past uh, five to six decades, right? But then all of a sudden... Uh, oh yeah, the all past know. five years. There's this uh, fury of of information coming out and uh, interest from the public, mainstream media in UAPs and by extension that UFOs, and they're like, we're stepping up to do something. And um, so, you know, I think that's a, a part of it is an economic reason as well because more people in it, like there's more films, so there's going to be more taxes when more people go and see, like, your film. I think there's a, a kind of a, a, a quite an economic so they're using, reason u- using uh, the knowledge some to, of it to be released, yeah. Um, going into the information, though, um, I mean, going into kind of some of the um, bits like the fast walker, the term fast walker, um, you said earlier it was a term that, that was being used by NORAD and, um, you know, it was um, the information that you find out for the documentary. Um, is this readily available information? Because, uh, you know, yeah. you find that most stuff's redacted uh, when it comes to uh, UFO or, you know, th- this type of field. Um, you don't yeah. really get a straight answer. So yeah. um, I was amazed that there was so much information 
there. So I mean, yeah, like, that it provided. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, you yeah, can, you can you can pull a lot of the documents from Freedom of Information Act requests that John Greenwald did, who uh, runs the Black Vault, which yeah, is like I was a just gonna say, yeah, yeah, that runs a UFO uh, information repository from you know all the different things that the military possibly has and has released over the years, CIA, intelligence and military agencies, what he specializes in. Um, And so a lot of that documentation that's included in the documentary actually comes from his efforts to get this information. And, um, you know, one of the very first letters that NORAD wrote to him was, we don't have any information on fast walkers, but we know that that's a lie. Yes, because he did. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Quite a lot by the looks uh, of it. So the Air Force and NORAD have been recording fast walker sightings or fast walker detections for decades now. And those are space-based UFOs, uh, space-based objects, flying or moving objects that seem to be moving with intelligent control. Because a slow walker, by their definition in their manuals and such, are things like known objects, like a satellite. A, a, sl- a slow walker will gradually glide through that the night. night sky. Yeah. It, night it'll, yeah. yeah. Like uh, these known things uh, are, are just human satellites most of the time, right? But a fast walker is something that ping-pongs around Earth, above Earth uh, orbit, and also enters the atmosphere and sometimes interacts with our militaries and such. And so in the documentary, I'm covering these fast walker incidents, and then I go into all of these STS missions, the space shuttle missions that were used to arm and build uh, the International Space Station to deploy satellite systems into orbit for the different military and research agencies around the world, as well as uh, make observations from space, all these astronauts going up with the equipment well, and helping is, install it. So this is interesting. Um, and the the going into space, um, and you know, you've got these kind of um, all these astronauts over the years who have gone and spent time in space. Like you know, mm-hmm. they've they've got to have kind of been um, observing some sort of uh, you know um the, there was one in particular from skylab that that's brought up um yeah albine yeah exa- that was 1973 so that's post apollo missions and the apollo missions the apollo manned missions mm. were full of ufo yeah. and un- unidentified sightings Absolutely do you think that's because jam-packed. because we they were interested that we were now uh, taking those steps ourselves uh, I that think we so. were we're suddenly coming out of the you know the atmosphere out into space and um it was something worth seeing i think they're probably used to it now and they just kind of treat think, us as a, like a you know nothing to see here i think some of the stuff that's out there in space especially on the moon some of the stuff i've covered in other documentaries revolving around the moon landings and what astronauts are seeing on the way there or on the moon um it kind of makes me think that there's something that's automated that's been running in our galaxy, in our solar system, for you know a long time. Do you think the moon's time. a base? I think the moon um, 
is in a perfect place to yeah. to to run a dynamic evolving earth system that you know has thriving Ooh. life like us um, so almost like a server like you know um, the data for for life on earth potentially housed you know in a, you know, obviously you have your network servers don't you which kind of house that information i don't it, know maybe potentially it would explain uh, uh one theory that i've had for uh, quite a while about how they know you know, when you look at a UFO, it's like it already knows you're looking at it and it goes and darts off or does whatever it's displaying. Mm-hmm. Oh. It automatically knows, but having a, a it's place like an like automated moon, response, yeah. Yeah, it's like having the, the moon could project that even more that they know every single movement that we make. Well, it's funny because the guys in that Skylab in 1973, they were saying that they were being followed by this this object it was almost mm-hmm. leading them um like two to three miles away yeah, yeah not that far so no. do you know for them to be able to kind of you know and i've heard this from a lot of different sort of um pilots and um you know astronauts alike that they feel that there is sort of this um awareness of uh, yeah like they're being, they're being watched. watched or the, yeah. they're, they're aware that they're watching and like you've just said there yeah. about you know that would explain like you know why there isn't so much great footage of um ufos in um unidentified objects but you know because they're kind of maybe affecting your, your camera gear or whatever um i mean i cannot i cannot believe that that's why we get blackouts on the iss though and probably oh, yeah Way before Sky and as when Skylab was at up, um, Skylab you know, was the first space station. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, so and, you know, and then ISS is like this mega space station, and they actually have plans to build a new space station. At this point, um, it is supposed to be built further past the ISS, and it's going to be. Uh, where's my information on this? It's yeah, called cause... the Lunar Orbiting Platform Gateway, and it'll serve as a waypoint for future missions to the moon and beyond. The space station will help humanity extend its footprint out into deep space and enable a variety of scientific and commercial activities on and around the moon. So, that's going to grow you know, that. That's going to be a... That's the ISS be a... might be dwarfed by this. Yeah, it, it kind of so reminds me of um, what is it, Valerian um, planet of a thousand cities? Oh, city. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you know that yeah. scene at the very beginning with the the space station, and it keeps growing because more. Um, you know, first of all, it's civil like nations, but then it's new civilizations, and yeah. you know, having that gateway. Um, it's like the United Nations of space. Exactly. It's almost, yeah, we're, God, we're, we're one step but away from Star it? Trek, really. <laughs> um, do we deserve yeah. to be at that point when it comes? Well, maybe. Um, I've, maybe. I think, we sh- I think we should We should be at least going. Do, do you really direction. think we're, we're emotionally intelligent enough as a species to, you know, even comprehend it just yet? We think of a lot yet. of things that are totally well, wrong. Um, I mean, when we do have these blackouts and stuff, I mean, do you think, like, obviously, these um, astronauts, cosmonauts, all these um, space adventurers, they're all kind of sworn to secrecy about what Mm -hmm. the what they see. Um, Mm -hmm. What do you think? Do you think that they're kind of 
they want to kind of give more disclosure um, because I know, like, obviously Buzz Aldrin, he does drop a, an occasional cryptic clue. Or do you think mm-hmm. that's something he's doing to kind of just stir the pot? No, I think because he knows. I think a lot of astronauts yeah. know. I mean, yeah. even I'd during... i all of them. Really? I'd have, to, I'd have to say all of them, yeah. To be honest, I'd because... say a lot of them, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that there's, first of all, some kind of agreement that astronauts must safeguard information from the public because yeah. they are connected to intelligence and defense agencies. Um, they need to keep certain details from going public because it could disturb the well-being of the public. So, yeah. um, you know, one of my first documentaries, uh, for example, um, Secret Space UFOs in the beginning, we talk about uh, Executive Order 10501, and um, we talk about the research, uh, joint research group report that was published uh, through NASA and the, what is that freaking, um, and, and it like third party think tank, it'll come to me, but it was basically a study of what should we do as a best practice when we go into space and we find out more details about ourselves yeah, uh, yeah. and about, and about the nature of the universe. And, two things that they say should be safeguarded from the public as a result of that study um, are the implications that we're not alone. So if they ever do face-to-face meetings with extraterrestrials, this is literally in their NASA uh, like sort of mission statement, if you like. Yeah. yeah sort of, uh, it says like that should not be uh, given to the public. And another thing they say is uh, if we find out that there are other civilizations that once existed in our solar system that were advanced um, but are no longer here, as if they almost already know that there might be relic technology or relic, um, you know, civilization finding information or some sort of like, you know, historical um, items or even historical uh, records. Stands for Earth as well. The people who who found things that are like three million years old and should have never been like that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, technology that they've found in that respect, you are right, Taylor. Because I mean, there is history that's been covered up just just on our planet. Never mind what other implications other planets implications could have on our on our civilization. So I mean, the idea that they do have their reasons for hiding this stuff. Um, but yeah. do you not think we're just getting to the point now where the, we're, we're too kind of open-minded, we're a bit more woke to it? Um, I was saying no, to you about 20 years ago, Taylor, you'd be, yeah. you know, you said you believed in aliens and you'd be seen as a bit of a kook. Yeah. So, you know. Easily. Yeah, yeah. but now yeah. things have changed differently, but that's only because the governments and agencies are getting caught out bit by bit and uh, now more people because of the internet, have got um, uh, more questions and they're not getting answered, which what started me off in ufology anyway, straight away. I was asking questions to myself, trying to find the answers. There's no answers, so where do you go on them answers? If it's not one thing, it must be another. If it's not well, that, this then is, what is it? This is the thing, yeah. I think, with and, the fact... Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Darcy. Sorry, yeah, the... Uh, the study, which you can find online, it's published. You can like download the PDF and read the the whole findings from that, which is from December of 1960. 
right at the advent of uh, NASA being created. Created, It's called the Proposed Studies on the Implications of Peaceful Space Activities for Human Affairs. Um, And that was done on behalf of the Brookings Institute, which is a third-party think tank, in collaboration with NASA. I'll, I'll drop the link for that. Uh, oh yeah, do and we'll stick it in. We'll put that teams. in the um, description. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But uh, but essentially, you know, you're looking at um, a plan to form PR in a proper way that NASA is going to disseminate only certain information to the public if they ever find it. And to your question earlier, Lee, like, what do they know? What do astronauts know? I think they know a lot more than what they're <laughs> telling us. Oh, definitely. And I think. Uh, you know, this recent interest in UAP is just a PR exercise. It's a practice so, so that they can yeah, uh, slowly release what they want um, and be yeah, in well, control of the issue. I've kind of found that um, it's working out to be that uh, UFOs are like the unknown and the UAPs are like the known that we've created, but we're not saying Oh right, yep. yeah. So, yeah. so, do you so th- it's ours. Is the UAP? So do you think we are? Theirs. We have um, advanced yeah. technology out there of our own that we're unaware of as a public. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah sure. doubt, without a doubt, uh, there's even a theory now that the Phoenix Lights um, is a uh, stealth-like um, bomber um, uh, that's got invisible um, like cloaking under it uh, and around it, um, but it. It, it it's kind of like a balloon. It's not, so it wouldn't <laughs> need that much power to move it. It's and crazy like that, that we've been seeing a lot of balloons in the news, haven't we, recently as well? But, I yeah. mean, they're always <laughs> weather balloons. It's always a, a weather balloon. balloon. That would yeah. have been a big balloon. And even, um, you know, I asked that question. I just dropped the link oh, yeah, in the chat you. there. Yeah. But um, I asked, like, you know, somebody who really studied that Phoenix Lights incident is James mm. Fox. And I asked that question to him. Do you think it's like this possible super clandestine black budget craft that's Mm. called like the TR-3B? And he says, well, no, because thousands of people saw this. This was the biggest object that we've ever recorded in, you know. I think it's 50,000 all in all. Oh, yeah. There was mega sightings of this, wasn't there? Yeah. It was 10,000 then, but 50 now. It seemed to, you know, be translucent, and there, he said there was like this tele- telepathic sort of psychic element to it that people mm. felt like they were getting beamed messages or thoughts to their heads as they were looking at this object going over top of them. So I don't know if we have that technology per se back then. Um, yeah, it's very Project conduct- Blue Beam in a in a way, isn't it, or elements it, of it? Yeah, like, well, some like some the kind emphasis. Of- Kind of thing, you know, where the embassies uh, over the last couple of years, few of American embassies that uh, key workers in there are going, I'm not feeling right. There's something going on here, and the uh, Havana syndrome. Yeah. yeah. What was that? Um, sin- what was that? Sorry. What was Havana sin- syndrome? Havana syndrome. Havana syndrome. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, something that Gary Nolan's been talking about a lot recently, where, um, you know, these American embassies in places like Cuba where these workers are going in, they're working out of the office, all of a sudden they get really sick from something, and it's not like a stomach issue. They don't have like Montezuma's Revenge, which you would expect maybe down in a Latin American country. They are literally getting a mental sort of uh, 
issue and yeah. people think that maybe that might be maybe a foreign adversaries technology that's um, oh right you know, okay kind of emitting some kind of uh wave or radio yeah. or something like that yeah or something that are that are really messing with people's minds in strategic ways that's actually the american been, embassies that science it's been they've been probably working on since like the the 60s well, america's been the military's been working on it for like let's say 2010 well or, you know that type they've of been working on it like but it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense that they would do this to their own diplomats. You know, it, well, it makes sense that CIA you know, I mean, are notorious for trying things out on their own. <laughs> like, you know, that's true. That's true. Even so now, uh, I would uh, I wouldn't put it past um, you know a government trying you know radical um, radical experiments out on their own people. I mean, uh, yeah. literally, you know, there's quite a lot of governments in the, over the hist- course of history that have done it. You know, I mean, yeah, under so secret, rather now it's secret. Of course, the well, they're never going to go and no, tell I you. I do agree. Like there was the Tuskegee experiment where they tested um, on this poor African American um, community. They were injecting, I think it was like syphilis into yeah. them, and pretending that it was like a vaccine yes, or some kind yeah. of treatment, and people were dying and becoming like insane from the sickness. You know, spread like um, wildfire. Yeah, but um, so I know that the United States has conducted these experiments on their own. I just don't know if, uh, you know, Havana syndrome is one of those situations or if it's a foreign adversary that even has that type of technology that they can test out on. You know, technically Cuba is still a communist country, right? That's right. But the the Navy did bring out a uh, written script to state that um, from, I think it was 2000, that they can um, basically test on their own um, troops. Personnel. Yeah, yeah. without any, without any um, comeback of it. Well worth joining so up, isn't it? From that alone, with uh, like you're going to get a load of different people who are going into embassies. So these could have been like Navy, but also you don't know that, They've signed it for like military, you know what I mean, and even special forces or special units to you have to sign this waiver that like you know we can test on you whenever we want and there's no pro- you can't there's no yeah. comeback on us. You signed up for it, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I think thing. that's it. I mean, I, I think that was the sort of idea, you know, we in general with armed forces, you know, when you sign up, you're kind of under their control. But for, well, it used to be that way. I think you have a lot more yeah. rights now, but. Um, Going into the idea of, you know, what's happening to kind of identify these uh, crafts, you know, when these fast walkers, slow uh, slow walkers, um, you know, it kind of reminds me of kind of the Project Blue Book, um, you know, um, earlier on in the 60s, this sort of kind of like idea of documenting all of the, the, um, the, anomalies to kind of build up a bit better picture of it i obviously nowadays we've got so much more data that i refuse to believe that it's kind of uh just nothing so i mean yeah. what what what's going ahead now to kind of monitor and try and get a bit more information to the public on this sort of info this sort of uh, matter yeah so in terms of fast walkers or just space-based ufos um I know that Arrow had that 
public hearing that a lot of ufologists and such watched and were pretty upset by Sean Kirkpatrick, the director of Arrow's um, explanation of what they found so far just seems to be mostly prosaic or could be explained from earthly, um, you know, origin. Um, that first drop of data, we were kind of like that. That report was just like, oh, right, we've been kind of wait. It, it isn't UFOs. We're not saying it's UFOs, but it, it could be UFOs sort of attitude. Um, and I think that's kind of the the we, we we're gonna just keep getting this sort of uh, kickback kick from them. Do you know where where they they say that it is something that they can identify, but we won't tell you what it is. But we're not saying it's anything in particular. Um, mm-hmm. so until a big nothing, nothing, happens. yeah, nothing ET at this point. But I mm. think, um, what was interesting that came out as a result of that was Christopher Mellon. Uh, Christopher Mellon has been leading up the UAP charge on Capitol Hill for a while now. Mm. Uh, you know, he was part of the two of the stars academy, and and uh, well, is uh, that's Tom DeLong's um. A little side yeah, hustle, well, isn't it? Yeah, actually think about that company. I was going to ask you this, actually. What, yeah. What's your, um, your your views on this? I think, I think um, they serve their purpose in making this super mainstream. You yes. know, it, before mm. before That's them, true. there it wasn't, wasn't this. It wasn't getting anywhere. Yeah. I mean, people that have been studying this subject for a long time may get a little uh, jealous, you know, PB and jelly about it (laughs) and say, Oh, well, we never needed these guys whatsoever. But I think the mainstream did. And, um, this really onboarded multiple individuals around the world that never would have looked at this subject credibly before. So I think they did serve their purpose in that way. Um, but Christopher Mellon is still a highly intelligent, well-informed, uh, you know, active member of Congress that has seen and been part of briefings that the public will never be yeah. part of in terms of the UAP subject. So I bring him up because of that. And he well, he released stood a, up in he Congress, hasn't he? Pardon? Didn't he stand up in Congress and and you know say he's you know been privy to this sort of thing? Yeah, yeah, he has, and said that it and, needs to um, be investigated. So I think. Exactly. So he's he's definitely continuing. I think everybody that was part of To the Stars Academy is still interested in the best case scenario for the UAP UFO subject. They still want more data to come out. So when people, you know, kind of go crazy about them in general, uh, the money situation and stuff, I totally understand that. But I think we still have to look at the bigger picture here. Mm. This is still being a, a subject that's being pushed along, and I'd like to see it go somewhere rather yeah. than be not then, then. treated with well, any No, I understand. Right? I, I get that. And, and it's so, almost like it, it doesn't really matter how the information gets out there as long as it does. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, as long as people are, um, you know, the right time as well. you know, doing things to yeah. kind of, uh, you know, get generate awareness that these things are the right happening around us. It. Yeah, yeah. Think because, you know, you're also you're also going to get more and more people that are from intelligence or possibly military backgrounds that might want to step up now that there's this whistleblower protection act that's been enabled legally in the United States, at least um, to allow 
service members and uh, intelligence members to report to Arrow. Um, so this was never set up before, where you know these reports were kind of kept within uh, compartmentalized groups within intelligence and military, and they never really were allowed to interact outside of that. Now they can go to Arrow and be protected, um, so that they can't, you know, get scrutiny for their testimony, or uh, they won't be uh, essentially sued or fired from their job and and labeled a UFO kook or something, right? So there's good things that are coming out of this. But anyways, Christopher Mellon, after that Arrows uh, congressional hearing, the recent one, he came out and said, we have satellites, we have detection systems that have super high resolution video and imagery of these UAP entering Earth's atmosphere and interacting with the planet. That says a lot to me. That means, you know, if you look at my documentary that's covering a history of DSP satellites and different space missions where we've detected these UAP over the decades, and these are all really old cases, some of them now, some of them are more recent, you know, even up till 2017. Um, we're now talking about somebody who's actually been privy to that information, that's seen these photos possibly, been part of briefings that the public's not privy to. And he knows that there's a treasure trove of this type of data being picked up by satellites that dwarf the DSP the defense support program satellite systems that were picking up these, detecting these fast walkers and UAP throughout decades. So I think that's exciting. I think yes, that definitely, if we yeah. start to see more of that stuff come forward, um, it's really going to blow the lid off of this subject. So like you've just explained there, we've been seeing these type of, um, uh, this sort of activity for, for decades now, ever since we've kind of first started to, to look into or even kind of leave the planet. Um, yeah. The idea that we, you know, these information out there that we're definitely not privy to, um, mm -hmm. But then the actions of, like, you know, the U.S. government in creating um, a space force, you know, to, uh, you know, defend against what exactly, you know, we I don't know. But, I mean, like, you know, it kind of suggests, you know, based on actions and kind of information that they're privy to, that the, the, the it maybe is a need for this type of uh, um, branch of the, the military. I mean, what are your yeah. thoughts? What What are your thoughts We're on on that? Right. Yeah, I oh. think you're dealing with um, a public PR campaign. I think the United States has always had defense and military um, equipment and uh, involvement in space, the theater of outer space. Star Wars. Um, yeah, the Star Wars program and stuff under Reagan, and there's all kinds of evidence that they've been doing stuff up there to slowly roll out their plan to protect American interests. I think we're just looking at a public representation of that, but they are actually stating their goals now, and they're saying we're going to build the best information collection data from space, we're going to use AI to enhance it, we're going to protect um, our planet and our allies and the United States interests economically and uh, in space physically. So I think what you're looking at really is the rollout of 
a more powerful space operation to protect the United States and their interests. If they are building this uh, orbital uh, space station that's going to be further towards the moon in between Earth and, and the ISS, um, you're looking at a active military presence there where they're protecting that asset. If they're going to be building a space station on the moon or, uh, you know, aiding Elon Musk in his mission to send the Starship to colonize Mars, you're going to need a military presence. You're going to need some defense and intelligence True. with those missions to protect those investments to protect the citizens. So it's, not, it's actually um, true, isn't it? You always as well. in in I'm these sci-fi movies, you always get like the bunch of scientists and then the military squad, don't you, behind them? Like you know, like securing the area and making sure everything's all good. You know, protecting their yeah. interests. Yeah, hundred percent. They've got yeah. their own interests as well as the scientists have got their own interests. They're not just there to secure. They're there to, uh, uh, you know, uh, spy and collect stuff and. Do command and control. Yeah, yeah, command yeah. and conquer. Totally command. Yeah, command and conquer at the end of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so, uh, what do you think's next in terms of kind of the um, whole um, UFO disclosure? And um... yeah, I mean, I think it's anybody's best guess at this point. But I was just tweeting today about, um, you know, NASA published their schedule for this upcoming, um, event where they're going to go public and talk about all this UAP related stuff. Right. And if you look at what they have on their schedule, They've got uh, a morning pretty jam-packed with stuff, call to order, panelist introductions, and overview remarks from 10.30 to 10.40. That's a quick one. Then next up is NASA science perspective. Then next up is chairs perspective. Then next up is Aero, all-domain anomaly resolution office presentation. Then they have the FAA presentation, adjourned for lunch, then at 12.45 to 1.45 p.m., they have the UAP-ist panelist presentations and discussions. Um, they start by framing the issue of UAP. Then they go into NASA's role in UAP studies. Then they talk about the data and crowdsourcing. I'm interested to see if they're going to look at data from the past because... Yeah. If you look at my documentaries, there's plenty of data the, from the past. There definitely is. And, um, I mean, I, I, the, the interesting thing is, though, I mean, the, there is still going to be a level of secrecy to certain documents, and obviously as time passes, they're going to say, oh, yeah, well, you can release this. This doesn't really affect anything, or, but it kind of does give a bit of information. It's not kind of the whole picture. Um, mm -hmm. Do you think that that, you know, is uh, good enough? Do you think that they've got this... Uh, St they're still keeping some of this classified um, even now, oh, even though absolutely. it's old data. When you know, I um, I went on a interview panel with uh, a guy who has a YouTube channel called UFO Man. This guy named Tim. He was kind enough to have me on. I was you know very adamant about speaking to Avi Loeb. I've been trying to speak to Avi Loeb for the past like five years, but his 
secretary or his wall would not let me through. I guess we, we they know saw that, that <laughs> we have these problems. <laughs> We're trying to get guests and stuff and to interviews, and it's it's so difficult. Into that, yeah. sometimes it's yeah. a, a failure. So when I spoke to Avi about the Galileo project and his ambitions and what his interest is in the UAP subject, you know, it's all there. He has some really interesting things to say about that, and I am excited for his project. But when I asked about the past, you know, his thoughts on the UAP subject, um, having a lot of classified information that's protected by the military and so on and so forth, he said, that's a fool's game, basically, and there's no point looking at the past and we'll never get clarity on stuff that's classified because the Department of Defense never is going to release it. Um, and I find that aggravating because it yeah. kind of it kind of discounts what so many people have been uh, focusing on in the past in terms of credible events. Um, he even discounted the Tic Tac UFO. He yeah. said that, you know, that's uh, that's easy to create an anomaly like that in a FLIR camera and stuff. And I was like, but wait a minute, wait a minute. You have multiple pilots that witnessed this. Um, you have ground radar tracking systems yeah. that were also placing this object. And that's how they even found it in the middle of the ocean yeah. and were scrambled to intercept it. So there was a lot of things about that conversation that put me off about Avi's interest in UAP and if you think about his connection to Sean Kirkpatrick, he literally published a paper with the director of Arrow recently about UAP that was the first um, scientific journal to be accepted and published within the academic community about UAP. And it echoes a lot of these sentiments. It, it means that they want to only look at UAPs that are being – the data that's being collected – from now. present well, this going is, forward. I was just thinking and this that, because that's I'm, a real problem to me. Do you think they it is a problem? Look at past events. Because totally. I understand that they do need to look at the past events, but if you think about so say if it was yourself who was setting up this agency that were, you know, like obviously um Project Galileo is a private agency and they're trying to approach the government that are not giving them anything. So it's almost like, well, right, well, let's forget the past and let's just look at what we can gather now because yeah. obviously they can't dispute for the past well, they can't, I, I understand that yeah, but exactly. but what's happening exactly. now if they can get that data firsthand then there's no disputing it anymore because you know that's data you've gathered yourself and you're not relying on um, even though the interesting and very uh, fundamental cases to the to the you know the the topic it's well, I think they still want to be in charge. You're never going to be 100% sure that they've gave you all the information. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, by gathering your own data, I, it, it, I, I know where you're coming from, though, because it is quite frustrating when, they're, you know, you want answers. You want answers for these past but, events as well as what's going on right now. But there's a thing on top of it which uh, not a lot of uh, people kind of uh, maybe not realise or look at it that, um, from the aspects of uh, what I found, uh, it seems that they don't want us to know. These this species doesn't want us to know. Oh, the, the species the doesn't want us to know now, right? Okay. To stop us from finding the information, but how? 
because they be, they broke certain rules because there was an agreement. Supposedly there was an agreement that they could pick up uh, people, bring them back, do whatever they needed to do, but they had to give the list to the government so they knew, and they, they only had to take a certain amount of people. Wasn't that Sphero, Project Sphero or something like that? No, this was um, when um, uh, the president in uh, 47, I think he was, he went to um, Area 51. They denied him access, so he sent his... You're talking uh, about President Dwight D. Eisenhower? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, that's supposedly a, that's a made rumor. three contracts, yeah. That's oh. a rumor. I mean, we can't we can't confirm any of that. It's really interesting, but... Um, we can't vote you know, the reactions of... Uh, these objects, uh, it's like they don't want us to know as well, sort of, but they do at the time. Yeah, to go back to Avi, though, um, and, and Project Galileo, their mm. goals and mission statement and, and how they're going to treat the uh, research effort with Galileo to identify and better understand what these UAP are, He's looking at data that he's bringing in from his instrumentation, and he yeah. only has a short runway of investment to to build all of his equipment out, like maybe three different stations, right? Yeah, so he's not yeah. got like no yeah. NASA backing or any Elon Musk money. He's, he's literally trying to... He doesn't, like, it. that's why uh, Christopher Mellon said there's, an interest here to unify our detection systems, both in the ocean, yeah. our ground-based, you know, radio telescope systems, and our satellite systems. Unify that data and comb through that to find the most credible information in terms of UAP. And it's very interesting that actually Ben Nelson was echoing those same sentiments in recent um, publications that he's been saying we need to unify well, that makes our sense. UAP collection data. So Galileo is not part of that. I don't think yeah. they're unifying ah, or, right. okay, uh, I see. you know, it would be their own private instrumentation that's not linked to the government, not linked to the Department of Defense. Um, and intelligence agencies, so they get to own that data and scrutinize it. But he's even admitted publicly that if the um, if the defense uh, or some defense organization or intelligence agency does approach him and say we need that data that you collected, they've got he would have hand to hand it over. Yeah, he's got to basically hand it over. So right, it's like you're playing in their sandbox, no matter what, and. They get to make the rules. They get to decide what you're going to yeah. do, even if you've created your own tools in their sandbox. Exactly. And yeah. I mean, to be honest, it's like we've seen this a lot in a lot of um, cases where, you know, we'll, the, they'll let you crack on with um, what you're doing just in case you do come up with anything interesting, you know, and then, they'll, they'll, like you say, they'll be uh, knocking at the door, the men in uh, black uh, black uniforms, taking, taking your all your, taking taking your life's away. research, I yeah. suppose. Um, Darcy, um, we're, we're pretty much run out of time. I do apologize. Um, but it's been amazing having you on the show. Um, if you could just yeah. let everybody know where you can, where the documentary is available and, um, what, yeah, what's, what, what's next for you? All right. So people can check out my docs on Amazon, uh, in the UK, probably iTunes or Apple TV would be a good location as well. Vimeo. Um, but you know, if they want to follow me on social media, my name's uh, 
Occult Journeys on Twitter. Um, same thing on YouTube. I have a YouTube channel. It's called Occult Journeys. And uh, Instagram, Darcy Weir Films. So thanks for having me on, guys. No problem. Uh, I, I can well. also toss you a link to Definitely the send latest it. doc. And if you want to post that wherever uh, people check out your podcast, that would be Excellent. great. Yeah, well, so what can... we'll do is we'll pop it on the um, on a, a trailer or something on the website as well and uh, yeah, give yeah. Um, get everybody to uh, get out and check that out. Um, Darcy, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. You're so knowledgeable about the whole sub, uh, subject. Love to have you on again. Um, yeah, sure. Anytime when you do your next one, please, yeah, come along and we're... Uh, We'll definitely show you. Well, thank Thanks, you again. Lee. Thanks, guys. Amazing uh, conversation, and we'll be in touch. Cheers, mate. Yeah. Thank you very Excellent. much. Cheers, buddy. Well, I've got to say big thanks to Darcy for joining us on the show. Um, yeah, if you've fun. not checked it out, go over to Amazon and check out uh, Secret Space UFO Fast Walkers yeah. and the Secret Space series because, I mean, I've yeah. not seen it. I've seen this Fast Walkers um, documentary, yeah, and it was great. Good. Yeah. yeah, but now I'm really intrigued to see the rest of them. Have a look at the others. I'm yeah. sure they're available on Amazon. Um, check them out. I'm going to be checking them out. Yeah, come I'm and have a conversation with us. Awesome yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um. Well, <clears throat> I feel like I've got a big of, bit of a frog in the throat. You have, yeah. Tonight. Yeah. yeah. Um. It'll go away. It will. Really. Um. So, <laughs> we've got some news. Did you? Was there anything you wanted to add about the Darcy and uh, the whole? I just thought it was really good um, uh, uh, documentary on like the footage and the way he did it as well. Well, it was the information. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like he was saying yeah. there about the information from the Black Vault. Yeah, and this stuff is readily available to yeah. you. Oh yeah, it's yeah. how um, you know it's the detective work that goes into it, where they've you know investigated, pieced it together, yeah. based off. This bit of information here and code words and code names yeah. and, and stuff like that. Taking his time and going to places exactly, to actually yeah. interview and then the people it's, who are It's the whole it. Batman detective nature of it that, that yeah. gets me um, going and like that. And, and he's done a really good job in this instance. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. definitely yeah. worth checking out. Him and the team have done a really good job on it. Well, high praise. High praise yeah, indeed. Um, we're moving on now because we've got some news. We have indeed, yeah. And I think it's about you. Anytime. Ooh. Now. It's the news! Oh, yeah, we've scoured the World Wide Web to find you the newsiest news around. The news. Took about a whole minute. Or two. Hot minute. Um, yeah, indeed, we've, we've actually found... I've got some international global news this week, because normally, yeah. when I'm looking, it's usually all... UK or all America. I've got quite a home. I've got a smorgasbord oh. of, of stories from, from, from representing all the all the regions of the world. Yeah, I feel. Yeah, you virtually, virtually. In, yeah. But I'm gonna like let America. You, <laughs> I'm gonna let no America's represent. I'm gonna oh, let you right. kick off the news this week. Oh, okay then. Uh, well, let's For go. Shits, shits and gigs. Oh yeah. Well, talking about shits and gigs. What about ships? Well, Ships. Oh, boats. Boats. Yeah. Um, Schooners. Uh, boats have been uh, been sinking. Three boats sank in the English Channel because of orcas. Orcas? Yeah. Orca whales? Yes, orca killer whales. It's funny yeah. this, actually, because I've, I've got a story that um, involves capsizing boats. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not orca whales. Oh, right. Well, you tell me your story, and I'll, you show me yours, and I'll show you mine. Oh, oh that sounds... 
Uh, Promising. Yeah, hey. Uh, uh, well, they've na- named one called Gladys, and they reckon that this Gladys orca has taught other whales, killer whales, to actually attack. What? Gladys is, like, doing fucking yeah. military training. It's yeah, like, where, I, did, where did you receive your training, deep-sea training? Well, well, scientists in Spain reckon that it's because she had a bad, in, uh, 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 a bad time with a boat and she's learned how to attack and basically teach the other orcas to don't trust the boats, attack them instead. And wow, we're at war with yeah, orca whales, is that what it is? I think a Norwegian one went down, a Spanish one. Uh, so they're not prejudiced then? No, no, they're no. They're just, just any boat. But they're also just damaging the bottom so they can't actually, you know, the boats can't actually steer or anything like that. And Bloody hell, Gladys. Yeah, the proper at it. There was one actually uh, filmed um, training its youngster to attack, attack the boat. Seriously, by the side. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, and so, what mad. are they, they doing research into this? I mean, yeah. like obviously they, they are because you, yeah. you've just said, but like, um, but they're trying to work out what the uh, what what the beef is. Yeah, really. I mean, come on, the, what was what was the situation that got a Gladys all fired up and attacking boats? That's she, what we want to know. Escape from a zoo. This, this, like, this sounds know. like you know. This, was it? Yeah. Did she free Willy yeah. over the wall? Yeah. You know. You never. This know, sounds you know, like um, you know. A Disney movie in the making. I'm sure they'll make oh, that. Oh, I hope they don't. I hated that free bully. It was on all the fucking time, and it was like, yeah, all right, I got, I got the point the first time. I don't need to see it again and again and again. It was, oh, it was just. What? Well, you see, you didn't watch Free Willy two then? No, no. All right. Or well, three. going back, going back to capsizing boats. Yeah. Yeah. This is a boat that went uh, that capsized in Malawi. Yeah. Oh, right. Man. Where twenty three passengers have gone missing. Oh yeah, shit. it's believed to have been a hippo, not a, not an not, orca. Not an orca. This was a sure? hippo yeah. that capsized a boat, um, passenger boat okay, carrying um, at least thirty villagers across the Shire River in Malawi. Yeah. Um, the police spokesman said that um, they reckon it was a hippo that did it. Oh. Um, Twenty-three people are still missing. Oh no! That's and not um, good. unfortunately, um, they have had like fatalities. They found some infants. Uh, um, but I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, what is it? Is nature fighting back? Wow! They're attacking attacking boats now. Wow! Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, nature should always fight back for its own survival because it's it is getting destroyed in certain areas. I mean, not not all of it, but in certain areas, and um, which will take uh, the wildlife. Out. And don't forget, it'd be, some of it would be instinctive anyway. To if something's attacking your uh, your environment or you, you're going to attack back. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. No wonder these um, orca whales are like training the others. If yeah. it's like you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. definitely got a gripe the animals, there, haven't they? Um, found this story. Um, in fact, this is an interesting one because it kind of we, me and uh, Jay were watching some videos the other day, and it was mm. a, like most lu- expensive luxury goods. All oh, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I found this one, which is the most expensive ice cream. How much do you reckon it is per scoop? Two grand. Two grand's quite cl- well. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's actually dear, quite dear, but no, it's it's dearer than that. It no. comes in at a whopping six thousand six hundred and thirty six. <sighs> Dollars Shit, per scoop, golden platinum. It was what, what, really funny because we were watching, like, say these videos, and there was um, two chains, and he oh, was yeah. getting introduced to these like really luxurious blunts. As he does, and he said, he, you know, when he said how much is in it, and he was like trying to top up how much the weight 
of, of cannabis it, yeah. costs, you know, to and he goes, Well, it's about eight hundred dollars. Yeah. And they were like, no, it's going to try $8,000. 8000 yeah. Prestige item, isn't it? Yeah, so obviously oh, this true. is prestige ice cream. Um, a Japanese ice cream company has established some of the world's rarest ingredients uh, to create ice cream flavours that cost uh, $6,696, I do apologise, uh-huh. per serving. Uh, the Guinness World Records have announced that Jap- uh, the Jap- Japanese brand um, Salato... Oh, I think so. It's like yeah. gelato, salato, um, earned a record um, of the world's most expensive ice cream with its new flavour. Fucking hell. Wow. Six, who's going to pay that? You want that's, an that's, extra scoop as well? You always want an extra second, don't you? You don't, really? you always want to. I hope that comes with a flake. And yeah. you know what it's like, mate, because this has happened literally to me and friends where yeah. you get an ice cream and yeah. it's a hot sunny day yeah. and then your scoop falls off the cone. You know what? Plops on the floor. I don't think I've ever had that happen. I've it? I've seen it happen. I've I've seen it it firsthand. Yeah. Yeah, it does happen. See your own goal. I mean, yeah. Do you know what it's like? Do you know when some things you see in movies but you never see happen in real life? That, like that is definitely on banana and stuff like. Funny that. you should say that actually because that was what was going through my head. But I was thinking of like this um, an Eddie Izzard sketch where he's like that going, you know where. I've never seen anybody slip on a banana peel. I've never seen documentary footage of anyone slipping on a banana yeah. peel. And you haven't in real life. It only happens no. in the movies, yeah, yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like that is one of those things that happens, unfortunately, in movies. But no, it does. Generally, yeah. If you've lost ice yeah. cream in this way, Charlie it's, the same, it's the same with seagulls pinching your chips at the beach. Oh, that's right. true, though. That, that works. That, that, and, that's true. Well, I've got a story here about seagulls. Oh. Yeah, right. Not just pinching the chips, but... Um, it's pinching high, the ketchup as well. High on spice. They, they need oh, the seasonings what? for the chips. Oh, well, um, you need a bit of seasoning, yeah. Well, not the spice you might be thinking about, because oh, right. this is... Um, seagulls are high on spice after making off with people's stashes of drugs. Oh, shit, so it must be rife or they're, they're putting it... They're hiding, I mean, how, how many spice heads are chilling around the seaside that, Sounds you know, like that this has become a problem? There's a lot I mean? more now, isn't it? I mean, it's and it's like, oh, what well, we're supposed to feel sorry for the, for the spicy people, you yeah. know, go, oh, wait a minute, oh, they've lost the spice, good. <laughs> so they're yeah. not fucking littering the streets. To be honest, I'd like to see what... what one would look like and what a spicy seagull yeah what what is he just going to fall all over the well floor this is the thing you see because um obviously british seagulls are seen to be you know developing an appetite for a little more than fish and chips um That's these right. apparently um they're basically um burgers pizzas uh, well no no they're going false tape. they're, they're um, hanging around seaside resorts yeah right swooping down and making off with um holiday makers drug stashes yeah in particular the synthetic cannabinoids known as spice, right? So spice in humans can cause, like, you know, a lot of different effects. effects, Um, Nausea, mood swings. In some cases, um, it acts as a sedative and can be kind of considered a bit of a zombie drug. Yeah. Yeah, if you've seen spice addicts, you know what I'm talking about. It's like the fentanyl lean. Do you know the dope fiend lean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Surprisingly enough, there's been little research on the synthetic narcotics effects on seagulls. 
Uh, maybe well, they could they do a now. study. I bet they could get it published. Yeah, yeah, I bet they could down. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Um, yeah, yeah some so university body um, doing nothing. But they're basically swooping down, uh, and then because <laughs> I've opened my stash and just they've gone, nicked yeah. the stash um, of drugs, and then apparently they've been reported um, like this has been happening in Hastings, East Sussex, Margate, Kent, and other cities, including London, Leeds, Manchester, and Liverpool. Oh. Sh- Shit, and not only that, that just, the drug that dealers just makes, are the ones who are complaining. It, it just makes <laughs> me think, wow, there's a lot of spice heads. You know, oh, all yeah, over the show. Right, and if it? if seagulls are nicking it, well, they're doing a public <laughs> service, in my opinion. Hey, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Well yeah, done. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, but they shouldn't be eating. Re- it. They should be dropping it in bins or some shit. What dropping it off in the like in the sea or something? What a spice? Let the fish have a go. Spice for chips program. Oh yeah, yeah. Hey, it might work. That you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. guns for toys. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, all right, maybe. Yeah, well, it's yeah. something to, you to you know, know. pitch yeah. to the police. Let's maybe train them seagulls. They've already done it. They've already trained. They don't need yeah, training. Yeah, but they, they're, they're nicking the stuff and then sniffing it. What is this with, like, um, you know, like fucking like militarised animals tonight? I know. Um, I know. Stealing and stuff. Um, anything else you want to talk about, newsy-wise? Uh, yes, uh, MPs in um, in our parliament are uh, a bit afraid at the minute over... The WHO's um, possibly be able to have the power to like put lockdowns, nah. and passports, nah. and all that nah. in the treaty that nah. we're about to sign next year. Nah. I'll tell you why, right? Because no fucker will want to do it. Nobody. Oh yeah, wants, yeah, yeah. No, but if the treaty is signed, ha- wait a minute. Hand, hands up, everybody it. who wants another lockdown. Uh, no, I no. don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, yeah right. I think that's going to be like something extreme for for just the public to go. Uh, do you know what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, I'll have another lockdown, please. We're there. It's just not, it's just not feasible oh, yeah, now. We're just going to totally. go. Whatever. Nah, I want to go out. When you've got the leaders of the country. Yeah. I mean, Boris Johnson. You can't even leave. Boris Johnson's fresh allegations now based yeah. on diaries. I've got a story yeah, on him as right? well. So he, he diaries and um, fucking personal documents mm. of Boris Johnson's have leaked, right? Yeah. Where it it basically incriminates him even further. Yeah. yeah with more instances of breaking the rules, right? So oh, how yeah. can we have, honestly, yeah, right? Yeah you know people in charge doing this sort of thing and then the public expect to just bend over and take whatever because they've been doing it for so long and we have taken it we've we've seen it too many times now it's so much that like if if they were to basically say come on guys we need you to have a lockdown i think we'd have a revolt Honestly, yeah, I, I know that's yeah. not. I'm not trying to instigate anything. Happen. I'm just saying that's probably what would yeah. happen. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because well, I'll be walking outside. I, I won't give a shit. I'll be like, come on, you, the guys. The guys in charge can't even ah. follow this shit. So you yeah. think I'm going to pay to pay attention? I don't think so. You hypocrites. So yeah. no, we wouldn't. And I don't think even if the WHO had that power, yeah, yeah. what are they going to do? <laughs> well, yeah, but the, the thing is, it's not just here. It's all the countries that signed up to oh, 194 countries will be signing the, this new charter and they will ha- have like uh, like if there's covid in this area they'd lock down the whole area basically well a bit and, like china yeah, uh, yeah that, basically. Nah, that's, it doesn't work and not way. only that five percent of why our do you think budget, why do you think china's still got it in a bad way yeah because yeah. they had a zero poli- zero tolerance against it yeah. right 
And instead of like just dealing with it to an extent like we did, I mean, we, yeah. we pussyfooted around it, but eventually got herd immunity anyway, yeah. right? Yeah. With help from pretend, I don't care, whatever, yeah, 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 right? Yeah, yeah. But like um, China yeah. had a zero to COVID policy, yeah, right? Yeah. Which meant people were still more susceptible and immune to the worst risks, yeah. yeah. When these starts of the sort of things start up, then whole fucking blocks of buildings are getting put in, in quarantine. Oh, yeah. It's it's not the best or yeah. even the most sensible way of dealing with the problem. And that adopting those methods as the WHO is, yeah. a, is a really silly move. And yeah, I don't believe totally. that that's actually going to happen. Totally. Well, uh, uh, well they, anyway. they've already thrown out um, the first draft of the contract, um, which you can see, uh, you can see it online. This is the thing as well, because a lot of the time it's hardly worth reporting on some of this stuff because it's like... They put um, it in so many well, different well, ways. Well, no, it's like when... We, I think there was a story a while ago that we covered where it was like they put something on by mistake yeah. on a website yeah. and then when, oh shit, they got a backlash and they took it down. But just because it went on the website, people went, oh shit, this is happening. Yeah, and, that is true. you know, yeah. it's, it's a well, kind it's of like to be true if it's on jumping, that website, in, jumping into conclusions before it happens, yeah. maybe. Anyway, uh, I've got a story about a man here um, who was trying to break into Daytona Beach home oh, yeah. um, whilst fleeing from ghosts. Ghosts? I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Yeah, Andrew, Andrew George, 38, faces charges of burglary um, after he broke into a Daytona Beach property, um, claiming that he was fleeing from ghosts. What, so he ran in the house going, I'm running away from ghosts, help me, help me, whatever, or was he going in there nice and he quiet? He was shooting up the place by all accounts. Oh, Police shit. said they were called to a shooting um, at a beach oh, property, um, which was later revealed to have been um, an intended burglary. <clears throat> um, upon and arrival, well. the police found a man, 38, um, Andrew George, uh, laying on his back, covered in blood and ca- uh, crying out in pain, um, saying that, um, obviously, um, he'd been shot. He was say- saying they, they were going to get me with some ectoplasm. Now, I don't know what he was saying. Basically, while um, speaking to the pair, who were obviously the couple who owned the house, they yeah. found that um, they'd gotten into the room nearby. Um, they'd heard the bathroom window opening and determined, uh, basically um, found out that there was somebody trying to break into their room. Yeah. I think they were in a, like, a, obviously it was the, low, I, I don't know, must have been a low-level property. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, tried to break in. Um, so, yeah, where's this ghost? Up. Where's the ghost bit? I wanna, That's the bit I want to know about. Yeah. Um, so. What the, was it, Napoleon? Uh, I don't know. Uh, George been pounding on the door. And the woman um, who was armed, yeah, with a kitchen ah, knife. Ah, good girl. Uh, threatened to kill George if he managed to break through. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, he nice. was he was proper, like, trying to get in. But according to George later, he told the police that he'd left the hotel and begun fleeing because he believed there was a ghost chasing him um, and um, wanted to harm him. Fucking, he hadn't had his meds. I think, I think he should have took his chances with the ghost rather than, you know, nearly getting himself killed. By a na- kitchen knife, by yeah. a real person. Yeah. Do you that's know what I mean? True. That's true. But she must have defended, if he was full of blood, she must have defended herself a few times off him. Must yeah, have. I don't mean, I don't know where the Unless blood, he's... if the blood was there pre-burglary attempt or, Oh, you know, yeah. 
Something uh, had he caused something else beforehand? I don't know. Or maybe did he walk into the wall or some shit like that. You fell, know, down going, the, fell down the stairs. Fell down the stairs. Yeah, we know what the we know <laughs> what the bloke did. Yeah, okay, whatever. Uh, he just fell down the stairs, officer. Yeah, trying to break into my house. Um, in my yard. So, anything else you want us to discuss? Uh, yeah, second part of um, 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 that. Um, story of uh, like uh, when I was saying about Boris Johnson oh right yeah sorry well Boris Johnson and uh, the ministers are look like they might be getting sued by um, uh, us basically because uh, in 48 hours they uh, the COVID inquiry is supposed to let out all the information all the secret information and information between Boris Johnson and the ministers are supposed to be coming out, but the government is declining on letting them go. For what? Why not? For the uh, through the COVID crisis. Well, there was a, 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 the inquiry on it has just been done. Now they've got um, forty-eight hours to actually hand over well, we knew all were, the information. We knew they, they, they yeah, were all fucking been using it to their advantage yeah. and it's just proving it. And it's like, if if this um, does that and, um, you know, it gets the people who were, you know, fucking taking advantage of a yeah. shitty situation, yeah. then I'm all for it. So, yeah, yeah. hopefully that, yeah. that, that yields some uh, positive stuff. Hopefully the info's going to come through and if it doesn't, it, it, at the minute, they're looking at a lawsuit at the minute with them there. Fair enough. Did you hear about this one? Um, a German uh, surgeon. Right, yeah, this is crazy, right? Yeah, so I don't know, mate. This is one of these situations, right? So let's let's put some put this into a bit of context, right? Yeah, right? Uh, in a what-would-you-do situation sort of thing, right? So you're on a plane, right? Yeah. Okay. The plane, the pilot or the co-pilot passes away suddenly. And the pilot gets on the intercom and goes, I need an hand to land this plane. Yeah. Okay. And he calls you up. You've got the, you confidently say, I'll help you. And yeah, you run no up. No problem, man. No, well, no problem. And, yeah. y- and you, you help land the plane. Yeah. Would you consider yourself that, or consider that man a hero? No. Why not? Because I would only do what I'm hoping someone else would do to stop a tragedy no I mean happening. fair enough well, oh, so modest so, uh, yeah, you're I'm, a modest guy but what I'm saying that is you, you know you've you've done a service you've helped su- uh, people survive all the rest of it yeah Yeah. right well this German surgeon yeah. he's been fired what right after getting a hospital cleaner to assist him oh right he was oh, assisting oh, in an well, amputation well well well, well. right yeah. assisting in an amputation but Maybe he needed an extra pair of hands and there was no one else about. And he just went, you, you'll do, hold this. Yeah, this guy might have died. Yeah. yeah well, did, then... Uh, did he deserve being sacked? Mm. I don't know. Well, a hospital uh, chief executive says so. Um, he's basically, his uh, surgeon's basically been wrongly denied, um, wrongly uh, decided to go ahead with a routine procedure. So apparently, wrongly. even though oh. um, he had no qualifications, um, <gasps> the assistant... Oh, right. Um, was available, basically. No assistant was available. Um, so, basically, when the patient had to, um, a local anaesthetic, he became restless, and the doctor asked a nearby cleaner to hold the man's leg um, while he basically used surgical implements to remove it. Um, so, holding him down, is that, yeah. really, is, is that really helping him? 
what? What? It's assisting him, isn't well, it? Yeah, but it's I mean, it's like, act. would you rather have him like struggle and suffer, and the the patient be kind of like in in a bit of anguish, or would you have like you know used any? I I can't see a problem in that. I can if the patient didn't want to have it happening, but the doctors believed that they that, uh, he was doing it. In, yeah, life. save his life in his best interest. Yeah. I don't know if that's, um, you know, a bit too far in this sort of, like, blame culture. But he wouldn't you know be I mean? insured. I think it's down to, like, something like the insurance and that because they, they, they've denied him to do the operation. Or, yeah, the, the insurance pay, may not even pay out for it. Well, probably not. But, I mean, basically, it just says, basically, the uh, the report on the situation said that the cleaner had no medical experience. Uh, the incident came to light after the hospital manager spotted the cleaner's bloody, um, you know, gauze pads in his hand. Oh. Um, and an o- basically in the operating theatre um, area. So um, this should never have happened, the German news agency said. Um, so, you know. Contamination from the cleaner, because don't forget, it'd be at the dirtiest <laughs> spot. It's like, yo, where have you yeah. just been? I've just come from cleaning the toilets, yeah, right? Yeah, right. quick, grab oh, this leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be infection thing. So then the hospital would be, well, the hospital won't be sued. He would be sued. I don't know. It's one of them. And, you know, we've seen enough zombie apocalypse movies to know that, you know, I've seen legs amputated in, in grottier environments and they've survived. Um, yeah, but like, it's harder now. It's true, that is, true that is, um, you know, sci-fi. But um, I don't know. I'm, I'm really torn with that one because, I mean, in terms of, like, life and death situations... It all comes down to the patient, I think. It, if the patient wanted it done and the hospital refused and the doctor said he would, fair enough. I if, don't know. If, what if do you guys doc- think at home? Is that It's a bit of a tricky conundrum, yeah, that. Would you is. would you sue the, the hospital and let the doctor be sacked because he helped let a cleaner help with the pre- surgery? Well, Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't like surgery anyway for the best of times, but, you know, oh. at the end of the day. No, no, no. Um. No. Well. Well, Europe. Oh, go for it. Yeah, Europe. Uh, the uh, ESA, which is the European Space Agency, have announced to um, mine.com uh, and Indian India Today that uh, we have first contact what? from Mars. Shut up. No, uh, no Is this kidding. not even NASA news? Are you not saving this? I thought you would have, no. this would have been in NASA news. This is just news. This is just news, yeah. Because so go I'm, on, on the, I'm on the cusp of... Who's contacting us? No. Well, supposedly their uh, ExMars um, test gas orbiter, uh, the TGO um, for SETI, um, actually got a code through there. And at the minute, they're trying to decode it, but they're going to <coughs> all the places you know around the, uh, uh, the world. And they're all trying to find uh, find out what this message is that has been sent to this orbiter that's come back to us, um, and it's uh, it, it's, it's kind of, I'm kind of like, is it true or isn't it? Kind of. Well, you moment. kind of sound a bit, you bit hit a yeah, bit kind of like loosey goosey with the facts, but I've not heard anything about this. Yeah. But interestingly. Mm. I was recently, you know, we've covered the wow signal. We have, yes, we have. Now, the wow wow signal. um, Wow. Some people believe that it could be 
um, like a black hole or a, a star or something just sending a one signal because it never repeated. Yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah, yeah. chances of it being an actual signal from another race, pretty then high. Then, but, then it comes down to distances and stuff like that. You know, well, in terms of like what... The, this piece of equipment picks up. Yeah, it's out in space. Exactly. So it could just be um, a bit of background radiation or a signal that we've sent out that's bounced back. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it could possible. be a it number of things. Possible. Yeah. So I wouldn't get too excited just yet. No. But but the agency has that sounds interesting. That's right. It sort of it sort of makes me think of um, Roswell when the papers first come out and went right. Yeah, we got craft, mate. Yeah. Okay. And then the next day it was like, weather nah, balloon. We yeah, it was a weather <laughs> balloon. Yeah, we made a mistake. Sorry about that. But, you know, uh, we'll tell you the truth when it happens again and again. Yeah, all right then. You know what I mean? So it, it kind of makes me think that because it does come to the question of when this happens, not if, but when this happens, what is going to be our response back? Right. You know okay. what I mean? Because uh, we, I suppose there's, uh, there's going to be a number of things that different people would want to respond back like you know we come in peace or you know stay away from us or you know like uh take me to your leader yeah yeah you know what i mean like come come, come and uh, land on the uh, white house lawn uh, say hello and we'll shoot you well you know what i mean I or we'll, we'll be nice to you and get you some cake you know what I mean? It could be, there's, there's loads of variations that different people around the world. You'll never know. We'll, well, we'll, we'll see when it happens. Oh, sorry, we've got the hiccups. Yeah. Um, well, that is interesting. We'll yeah. find, we'll keep an eye on that one, definitely. Yeah, I'm definitely. definitely. Um, I was looking for, um, you know, space news earlier and I yeah. didn't see that. But yeah. um, I do have this story, though. Oh, what you got? This is um, a California man who um, walked into a, um, a regional bank. Yeah. He wasn't expecting to be leaving a hero. Oh, another one. Heroes, mate, all over the show. Michael Armas, senior, was at a bank in in the West depositing, checking, um, to check in a check. Yeah. To deposit a check. Even um, on Monday when the police say the 42-year-old Aludu, um, I can't put pronounce his name uh, passed a note to the teller claiming that he had explosives um, and demanded oh, money Armour said he recognised the suspect as a former neighbourhood um, neighbour and friend of no. his daughter no. yeah, immediately knew he needed to step in so he um, approached the, the uh, robber yeah. and give him a hug what? he give him he give him a hug yeah right Went over and yeah. went. Listen, you don't have to do this. I got, I got Get, some money. St- stopped him and yeah. give him a hug. Yeah, and he foiled a bank robbery. Yeah, with a hug. Oh sh. Yeah. So Michael um, Armour, senior, yeah, absolute legend. And um, there's actual CCTV Great. footage of him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, he said he just approached him, asked him, said, "What's wrong? Uh, you don't have to, you know, do it." He Finish, said that there's yeah. nothing um, in town like jobs, no, nothing in town for him. Um, and he just wanted to go to prison. Yeah, this young lad. Right. Um, and um, obviously, the 69-year-old said he tried to comfort the suspect and suggested that he go outside and, meet, um, you know, ultimately he, he, sur- he surrendered, surrendered, ended up giving him, giving him a hug. Yeah. Um, he took him outside and gave the man the hug right there on the spot. Um, and he just said he just started crying. 
Which I thought, you know, obviously people That's are nice, desperate. Man. Yeah, yeah. It is desperate. And times, obviously this guy didn't want to do it, but no. like, at the end of the day, yeah, it's, you make your choices. But like at the end of the day, True. this guy's gone up and been an absolute hero. So well done. And he didn't follow through. He didn't. He didn't turn around and like you know get a bit outrageous or anything. He actually. Well, I suppose he it's softly, he's still, easily doubt on really. You can still get in trouble for that, though. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But he, less trouble than he would have if he actually carried on with it and then hurt people and stuff like that and take the money and then scarp off. Yeah, unlike these two, um, found oh. this uh, story about these guys who um, been stealing Galapagos tur- turtles. Yeah. Um, not only that, rare books and comics. Ah. They've been um, stealing them from locations across Florida. Um, and okay. a couple was arrested by police department. They t- uh, they've been selling some items on e- eBay yeah. um, and some other valuables, keepsakes and whatnot, um, including the rare reptiles. Okay, yeah, yeah. So um, they were basically taken into custody. Detectives searched um, the home with a warrant and found that they had... Um, Selection. Uh, discovered one of the missing Galapagos turtles dead in the freezer. Fucking hell, man. The other one was listed on eBay. <laughs> what the fuck? What, living or dead? Living, probably. Yeah. T- taxidermy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Why yeah. are people stealing turtles? I know, I mean, that's why the animals are fighting back because of this kind of shit. Shit, I know, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Wiping their species Where cl- climate fights back. Yeah. 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 I've got one more story before we move on to NASA news. Yeah. Oh, right, okay. Um, this is good. Yeah, right. Okay. I, I, this, I, do you know, in terms right. of um, a, a, a market market employee, yeah. right? now I don't know where these guys operate from, right? right. Hell Pizza, they're okay. called. Hell Pizza have launched a new marketing campaign. It's a buy now, pay when you're dead. What? Buy How now, you pay when you're dead. Pay when you're dead scheme. That's um, a So, um, that... Their um, uh, you know, marketing's basically says buy now, pay much much later, um, and That'd they you sign a declaration. Yeah, but it must be an in- they might be an interest on that as well. Maybe, but it says well, do you care? Yeah, because it takes time. It takes time to get the money in, so you it know. Depends. This is on the premise that you're gonna just have one pizza in your life. How many times are you gonna declare that you can pay when you're dead? So oh, basically, yeah. the um, the de- declaration states that I state your name hereby declare to repay Hell Pizza the sum of for your pizza of your cho- choice, uh, pizza um, and the the money to be deducted from my estate once I perish from uh-huh. this earth. Unless I haven't got an estate or I've actually pulled up. Well, then so whoever much debt. then whoever has to deal with your debt yeah. has to pay the pizza. Yeah, eventually. Yeah. Eventually. <laughs> yeah. So they I mean, got a good guaranteed market there. I mean, though, how, you, really? how many pizzas are you going to eat in your lifetime? You'd owe them tons, well, tons yeah, of money by it. the time you're dead. Yeah, exactly. And and would you set? Price would you, you sign a contract? No. To hell pizza. No, it's it, it for, sounds, for your pizza because it doesn't even say. Well, it doesn't. It it says I declare that I will pay the sum of. I just write my soul. Some of my soul. My oh. soul. Oh, no, someone else's soul. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, the enemy of the week. Yeah, yeah, enemy of the week. Yeah. Have a pizza on them. Yeah. And then put their name down as your, their soul. That's yeah. a good idea. I like that. And then you're, they're, you're relatively debt-free. Debt you might ask for ID, though. But then you could get some fake one, I suppose. Oh. You could, do. Maybe. Um, has anyone done it? Oh, God, I oh, can't stop yeah. pick up in. I do apologise. 
Um, if you've signed away your soul to yeah. Hell Pizza, I want to know. Or even signed the Was the, it tasty pizza? Was yeah. it a tasty pizza? And yeah. was it worth, you know, signing a contract for, you know, your partial part of your estate? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now much of a estate. Why, I can you. imagine the will reading. It's yeah. like, um, you know, to uh, Cousin Jimmy, um, I know you've always loved the carriage clock. Yeah. Um, um, to Hell Pizza. Yeah. $17,999 dollars and a Coke. And the coke, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't forget the coke. Uh, don't forget the coke. Uh, right. yeah, yeah, so NASA, some high bills there. NASA news, we got yeah. some of that. Go off, go for it. We have, well, um, scientists or um, university bots have uh, been doing some experiments with mice and they reckon that the, uh, the testing of it could actually put... Um, They're always doing stuff with mice. <laughs> well, they are. Little, poor little mites. But this is for space. Um, so <laughs> Ice in space. We could go a lot further in a like a wave chamber that closes our brains down and doesn't, you know, um, uh, it, it, it slows us down. Like yeah, cryogenics. Yeah, kind of like that, yeah. But not frozen, I've, but do you your know brain the best, just slowed down. Red Dwarf had the best explanation for cry, like stasis fields, yeah, you know, yeah. with your, your mass probability of zero. So, yeah. you know, like... Yeah, you, you're just a, a quantum mass problem. You're a quantum mass of zero, so you've got no sort of impact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh God, there's a big. There's hiccup. another one. Um. Anyway, yeah, yeah. So I think like that's obviously. Um, that's good for the future. No, because it's logical. Future. Yeah. So you know, it's yeah, like in sci-fi, right? Yeah. yeah. Um. And you think, well, if I, if this was real, how would I get around that problem? Yeah. Yeah, and although the, the, the things that are in sci-fi aren't necessarily real, yeah, yeah, the, like the idea behind them, yeah. the idea behind them is logic, yeah, logical, definitely, so definitely. they're more likely to become physical in yeah. the future because that's actually probably the be best way of doing it, do you know what I mean? And it was a, took the imagination of a creative to yeah. come up with the... the the idea, but then sure. a, the mind of an engineer to bring it to life. Do you know what I mean? But, so. but it's remarkable how it's gone from like ice uh, to freezing you. You know, like and having like ice crystals breaking up your skin and shit like that. Too, just using sound waves, and the sound waves seem to be. be uh, the uh, the experiments up to now seems to be working that you can put some, <clears throat> something under for a, a long period of time with no damage when they come back out of it. Right. There you so go. for long travel, even just to go to Mars, that would like that. That's I think that would be one of the experiments they're going to end up doing on the early stages. Sending a guy to Mars on the off chance. Yeah, instead of be, being send uh, Matt Damon. Well, what are you going to do for like with a bag of potatoes? I don't know, hundred and summit days, hundred and eight days, or whatever long it will take you to get there. It's uh, just it's, it's one of it's one of them that you need. Just get a really good audio like book. Well. Yeah, a long one. Fucking really hell, that you could do all really the Harry Potters. Oh, anyway, you weren't, you weren't even in um, the moon by then. Stargazers have oh. spotted UFOs. Oh, good. Guess where? Uh, Florida. Over Stoke-on-Trent. Oh, mint. Good, good. Yep. It's, well, the sun's out now, so, you know, people getting out there, and hopefully we're going to see a lot, lot more because year upon year, 
getting more and more sightings, which... Well, Emily, um, who's a stargazer, has tweeted that she spotted what she believes to be a UFO in the skies above Stoke-on-Trent. Uh, the t- 24-year-old was on the top of a multi-storey car pi- park yeah. when she no- noticed a mysterious light um, and did a double take. Uh, she was alone when she first noticed a UFO around 10pm on Sunday night mm. and said at the first thought she thought that it was, um, you know, she'd get a picture before it's gone. Yeah. Um, but she said that she was just going to look up at the stars and she saw it. She took quite a long, uh, you know, looked at it for quite a long time. Yeah. Uh, felt that it was mysterious. Personally, she thought that it was an unidentified flying object. Probably was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, well, if she didn't identify it, it is. But she said it wasn't moving, but she found it to be an odd shape, quite mm. long. Um, and um, yeah, sounds like a, a cigar shape object. It does to me as well. Excellent yeah. stuff. I think we've got ourselves a UFO. Maybe, maybe oh, indeed. Um, the Pentagon releases. Oh, do apologize. My hiccups. This is um, Pepsi Cherry Coke. Oh, I see. Other Cokes are available. Yeah. But you give me the hiccups, something rotten. I like a Cherry Coke, actually. I love a Cherry Coke. Yeah. I love uh, Dr. Pepper, but I know that's not Cherry Coke. But no. what is Dr. Pepper? Well, that is the question. I know it's it? misunderstood, but... It is. Very misunderstood. Uh, the Pentagon has um, attempted to explain a triangle-shaped UFO. Was say, uh, rubber blue. Which has been uh, released biggest um, over one of the biggest marine uh, bases in California. Oh, interesting. Um, basically, <laughs> so baffling footage was released earlier in the week by the investigative filmmaker Jeremy Corbell. Oh, um, Carbell, yes. Yeah, so, um, yes. yeah. Have you seen it? I'll try and find it and put it on no, um, Instagram. No, I, I recognise the name. I swear. Yeah. Um, any, anything you've seen? Uh, I've seen some um, about how they're going to start now using lasers um, to um, send uh, space probes uh, so into space instead of, like, um, instead of, like, using, like, they used to use the... Uh, protons and that you know that come from the sun the energy from the sun to actually hit on like a skirt that moves it along and pushes it and faster and faster and faster but now they're looking at doing it through uh lasers right okay yeah which will give it more of a speed so we can get there faster well that's like what i was saying last week about sticking the what's it um the high beams on yeah um oh, yeah. well uh, oh Ooh, god power this um is another ufo um, so basically, um, in the west mi- middle west middle of Wales. Sorry, dude, right. these hiccups are sending me. Well, um, my last one. This is my last story, anyway. So, aliens in mid Wales. Ufologists claim uh, she saw a spacecraft um, over the Welsh skies. Uh, this is basically twice over the Aron Valley. Um, so the truth is really out there. It is. She's it got is. photographs. So two uh, possibilities: okay. either we're not alone in the universe, or yep. we're um, what? Or we are? <laughs> Do you know what nah, I mean? No, we're definitely not alone. That, but you know, when you think about it that that way, we're rather. Yeah. It, it, they are quite both terrifying possibilities. Yeah, we're well, rather yeah. alone, or yeah. we're not. And something has to start from somewhere. We yeah. may be the start of the universe well there's actually been a lot of different stuff going on in this area mm. of wales uh, including uh, sheep mutilations mysterious lights in the sky oh, really? um, and strange shapes in the horizon um evidence that some uh, later point to be more likely uf ufos yeah a lot of weird shit going on 
crazy stuff. catching it, though, uh, we need more catching. Not far from us. Not far from us, that though, really. No, I mean, about an hour drive. Maybe we should yeah. check out the area one day and uh, see what's going on. That sounds like an idea. Mate. Well, if you like that, let yeah. us know. Yeah. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Have you got any news left? Uh, no, that's it, mate. Yeah, well, that's it. I've, I'm going to have to stop Plenty talking because I'm just going to hiccup me hiccup all the way through. You well, are. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we'll be back next week. We will. With another exciting episode. Oh, uh, thank you, Darcy, for joining us again on the show. Uh, you, if you've not, don't forget to check out the documentary. Yeah, uh, is it uh, Secret Space uh, UFOs Fast Walkers? Available on Amazon. Um, I'll put links in the description to everything. There's a trailer on the website, so make sure you can go and check that out at neverastraightanswer.co.uk. Yeah. Um, we're available on all social media, Instagram and uh, Twitter. Everywhere. Uh, Facebook. Um, so join the groups, join the pages. Say uh, get involved in the community. Yeah. And um, come and have a chat. It's all good. Um, if you'd like to appear as a guest on the show, if you find... You've got an interesting take on life, yeah. um, or, or you know, you've got a story of some, of some description. Yeah. Come and just send us an email. Let's yeah, see yeah, what you've yeah. got to say. Yeah. Um, and oh, um, yeah, if you'd like to support the show, there's many ways. Go over to the yes. website, uh, click the support tab, and you will find lots of ways to help support the show, um, including Patreon, uh, buy us a coffee, and PayPal. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. That, Oh, you can buy T-shirts as well. You like, can. Yeah, another Caps stuff. And, um, yeah. Bits and pieces, mugs and whatnot. Right, Maybe well, we'll be back for another episode next week. Yeah. Oh, God, stop hiccuping. <laughs> um, subscribe on YouTube. Yes, yes. Uh, you know. Please do, yeah. Pet a cat. A look. Pay something forward. Yeah, don't forget to subscribe, though. Eat cheese, eat cheese before bedtime. Yeah, I, you know what I do, and it doesn't scare me. And don't let the bed bugs bite. I've been Gaz. No, they scare me. And I've been Taylor. Peace. Out.